Welcome to Lifestyle Solopreneur, the community for entrepreneurs who put lifestyle first. Join your host, Flavia Barris, as she interviews successful lifestyle solopreneurs and shares ideas to help you find the perfect balance between lifestyle, business, and self. Flavia is an attorney, marketing expert, and founder of several online academies. She's been featured in major media, including BBC World News, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Today, we get to speak with Monica Morrissey. She lives in Northern Vermont with her husband and two cats. She loves hiking, swimming, being with her grandkids. She was in public education for over 30 years. And that experience teaching others helped her gain the knowledge she would need for the unexpected career change, becoming an author and spiritual healer. At the age of 50, she published her inspiring book called Dimes from Heaven, How Coins and Coincidences Helped Me Discover My Life as an Empath. This book helps others understand our connection to loved ones who are in the spirit world and how our thoughts affect our health. Dimes from Heaven was a finalist for the International Indie Book Awards in the category of Death and Dying and was an Amazon number one top new release in Supernaturalism. Her second book, More Dimes from Heaven, shares her story to be an author with so many synchronistic events along her journey. Her third book, Once Upon a Dime, Heaven is Talking to Us, Do You Know How to Listen?, explains how to get a sign from a loved one using thoughts and energy balancing. Each of her books gives us the tools to open the door to heaven so we are able to feel the deep love for those who are no longer with us. Welcome to the show, Monica. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. I, For so many reasons, I almost don't know what to unpack first because first of all, fascinating topics, fascinating things to think about. These are the kind of conversations you have with a really good friend over a glass of wine or two into the sunset, into the evening hours where we can just kind of talk about what do we believe happens? Where are our loved ones that we miss so much? And there's lots of people who will tell you what they think the answer is. There are thousands of religions in the world. There are philosophies left and right. But I love that you dove in and you wrote this book. I want to start by just hearing a little bit about the book. Well, my first book, I had a lot of fear around this topic, about sharing this topic, because like you just said, a lot of people have their opinions. And I was a public educator, and this is a spiritual journey for me. And I was I was very scared to share this piece of me, but I overrode that fear because I knew that maybe the book could help somebody else who was grieving and didn't understand how this all worked. So Originally, I had started kind of studying this on the side in 2008 when I lost my nephew. And so I'd been studying it. And then it wasn't until I lost both of my parents that like I kind of put what I knew and understood from the books that I was reading and the people I was talking to into effect. Like all of a sudden now I'm really experiencing this afterlife being right here with me. And I just, I really had to push through that first, that fear of sharing this side of me. And it was amazing though, when I did it and I got through on the other side, the outpouring of support, even from my little community, I was like, oh, wow, people do really want to talk about this. But if I hadn't pushed through that fear, none of these books would have ever happened. 
Well, there's a lot of people that live in fear of not necessarily what happens if they write their book or if they, you know, they start their business or they leave a relationship or they start a relationship or they have kids or they or fear of empty nesting. Like their fear is sort of universal in some ways. It's kind of the human condition and getting over that seems to be difficult for a lot of people. So what tips do you have for someone that is living in fear, maybe subconsciously or consciously about something, some way that you can help because you you come from a place of so much wisdom and you've seen so many things and you've been so thoughtful about all kinds of the energies that swirl around us. Like what what would you say to somebody who right now listening has something they have not done due to fear? So just understand that Our brains are like a computer system that has been built, right? And that it's been built with this fear factor. And the fear factor was built for us to keep us safe. And so I always say that it's to keep us safe from the lions and tigers and bears. But it's not a safe place for inspiration and creativity. So if you're inspired or you want to make something that's creative and you're nervous, That's just the, you know, that's just the fear factor that was the computer system that was built into your brain to keep you safe. And so you just kind of have to override that programming. And also a way to face your fear is to say like, okay, what's the worst that's going to happen? Okay, maybe my friends might pick on me for being spiritual. Okay, I can deal with that. Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, there were times when I was actually worried about like, am I going to lose my job because I'm in education? And I'm writing about spiritual things. And like, there was this fear that like, I went and faced my boss and said, listen, I'm publishing this book. And he's like, well, you can do whatever you want on your, on your free time. That's your life. And I was like, I kind of took a big breath after that. So sometimes it's, you know, checking in with people. Like I had to check in with my husband, like, are you okay with me writing about this? Like, you know, cause he's in the story. And so just facing it head on. I think, and also understanding that it just comes from a computerized system inside your brain that was built for a reason. You need to know when you're in danger and you need to know when to run. But creativity and inspiration is not the place for that fear. You can talk to it. You can even say, hi, Mrs. or Mr. Fear. It's so nice to see you and like have this little conversation with it. And it may sound silly, but it really works. So when I was reading that you were the Amazon number one top new release in supernaturalism, that piqued my interest because number one, I, I, I didn't know there was a category called supernaturalism, but that makes sense that there is. But you know, you could have easily been in the philosophy section or religion or spirituality. You know, there's so many, if you looked at like the Venn diagram of all the different genres and categories that could describe a book like yours, I just think it's really interesting that there even are those separate genres that spiritualism might be different than religion in a card catalog or the way that things are are categorized. So what is supernaturalism and why do you think that your book went to the top there and sort of competing against other potential genres it could have excelled in? Like someone could easily have put it in spiritualism or spirituality or religion or philosophy. Boy, that's a tough question. Let me just, I just want to think about that for a second. So immediately kind of what's coming to my mind is that it's the unexplainable. Like my stories have no 
like real evidence that something is happening, right? That my father is actually sending these dimes, right? I write about dimes. Dimes are my sign from my dad. I have no evidence. It's all just coincidences and synchronicities. It's beyond the physical environment. And so that's, that to me moves it up to this dimension that we can't always see and we can't always explain. Does that It does. I wonder if humans are sort of unique in that we can have faith in things that we, that are conceptual in our own mind, right? I I don't know if primates or dogs or horses or, you know, any of the other creatures have these kinds of thoughts, you know, have this kind of faith and these kind of belief systems. And uh, that is in a way something that makes us really unique. Yeah. So one of the things that I talk about in my books is like these orbs in pictures, there's these like, like little light balls of light and that those could be energies. And there is scientific evidence about this. I can't quote it, but I've read some about it. But if you do watch dogs, I've watched videos of these dogs like barking at something and you watch the video and you can see this like ball of uh, this ball of like energy of light. And so what you're saying is, you know, are humans the only one that can kind of tap into this spiritualness? I don't think so. I think that animals do it naturally and, but they can't talk about it with us. Right. And they can't explain, but I've seen videos where these dogs are barking at these energy of lights that are swirling around where if they, if it wasn't on video that we would have been like, why are these dogs barking? There's nothing to bark at. There's not, there's nobody here. There's nobody at the door. Why are they barking in the middle of the living room? But I've seen it myself. Amazing. You made the transition from being a teacher, which is very much within a framework. It's, it's a workplace. You have a boss, you have accountability that's kind of set up for you. There's testing for the students. Like it's, it's this, it's very in a way corporate in some ways. Some people wouldn't think of it as corporate. They think, well, it's more of, you know, it's a government function or unless you're at a private school, but you went from that life and you are now an entrepreneur, an authorpreneur. I mean, you are an author. You've written these amazing books, three that I know of, and I don't know what else you have in the works in the world of publishing. But tell us about that journey to becoming an entrepreneur and sort of the differences in the lifestyle and how you were able to achieve this. So yeah, so it was actually about 10 years ago, I knew that I was getting tired of teaching. And I promised myself when I went into teaching that I'd never be a grumpy old teacher because I saw plenty of them in my career. And I just swore to myself, I would never do that. I loved teaching. I loved the kids. I loved everything about it. I loved watching them grow. I loved staying in contact with them when they got older. I loved so many things about it. And so about 10 years ago, I started to get tired and I was like, Ooh, like I can feel it. So I actually changed out of the classroom into an administrative position And that was the first time like I could take a day off and take care of myself if I was ill and not have to like do up plans or anything like that. So that transition was about five years. I was an administrator for seven schools doing curriculum work with teachers. And so that was when my self-care like started because when I was teaching, I was taking care of everybody else. I was coming home, taking care of my family. It was just busy. And it was just like, I can never do enough. Like I was tried to do more and more and more and more. And then I realized all of a sudden 
oh, wait, I got to stop chasing. I just got to be happy with where I am. So my book I wrote almost five years ago now. Um, I published in 2019, and that was the start of the transition for me. And what I say is follow the breadcrumbs of interest. And so I was just like, oh, well, this is interesting. I think I'm going to be curious about it. And I just got curious about different topics. And so I just really started to follow the signs of the universe. You know, I really put out that I was ready for a change, but I didn't know what the change was. And I just allowed it to unfold and follow those, you know, I call them breadcrumbs. I never expected to write three books. I do have two journals. I have a Reiki journal and I also have a grief journal that's available for free PDF file, or you can go on Amazon and get it. And I have a card deck too. And all of these like unfolded over the years and they came from inspiration and creativity. And it was that jumping over that fear factor again to do this. And so it's taking me, it's about a year and a half that I have not been in the school system. And it's been an interesting journey, you know, for so many years, it sounds silly, but as a teacher, I couldn't go pee when I had to go pee, like, you know, just kind of the basic needs of my body, I couldn't always take care of. And so like, I'd be working along and thinking that I had to work like all day and all night on this job. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Okay. Can I stop? can I eat my lunch and not do anything else? Because as a teacher, I'd eat my lunch and keep working, which is not healthy, by the way. And so like, I just had to learn to like, okay, stop, go to the bathroom, stop, take a walk, stop, go eat your lunch and be okay with like, not being, I didn't realize that I was a work addict. And so balancing that out during this time period has, it's taken me some time to be able to do that. And a lot of people do aspire to be an author. What are some tips you have for someone that has always wanted to write a book, but for whatever reason, hasn't actually put pen to paper or fingers to keyboard yet? Well, two things first, read my second book, because that's a journey to self-publishing. And I share all the tips and tricks about my writing journey. And number two, I do have a free writers group. If anybody ever wants to come join us, we write every week and it's just about writing. Don't a lot of like, I hated to teach writing in school because they want you to come up with an outline and they want you to do all the prep work beforehand, right? My books don't have an outline and I don't even know what the chapters are named until the end. And so I... When you put pen to paper and you start with one sentence or one topic, where it goes, if you're writing by hand, your subconscious and your soul can talk better if you're doing it by hand. And so just doing that, you'd be surprised at sometimes what comes out. And I figure that like writing to me is like a ball of clay and that you're going to mold it and you're going to shape it as you go. Don't worry about like, oh, I need a really good beginning. No, just go write whatever topics that you want to write about it and then figure out which one feels good for the beginning. And then I would, a lot of times I'd take the writing, then I would type it up and then I would just pour over it and reread it. And then I walk away from it. So when you walk away and you take a shower or you go for a walk, your subconscious again, because you're shutting off your, your brain brain, you're going to get the messages more from your soul. 
So all of a sudden, like ideas would just pop into my head, like, oh, if I did, like I did this analogy of like broccoli worms coming out of the broccoli when you dunk broccoli into salt water, all of these worms come out. I don't know if you've ever experienced that with fresh broccoli, but like that story came out like when I was out walking in the woods. And so like, it's a, don't rush it and push it, just allow it to come. Wow. And no, I didn't know that about broccoli. <laughs> now I'm terrified. <laughs> well, I was, I heard it when I grew broccoli in my garden. I'm like, that sounds so gross, but maybe, and you can't see them. That's what the weird thing is. So that's what I say. Like, that's our subconscious thoughts that we aren't aware of until we dump them in salt. And then all of a sudden they appear. So that's like the broccoli and the worms. I was like, well, maybe it's sometimes that they're there because it didn't look like I had any, you know, on my broccoli. And sure enough, there was like 10. It was so, oh, it's so disgusting to oh, think of. <laughs> well, but, I'm learning lots of useful things today, including how to do some things in the kitchen better. But given what you've learned and what you've seen and what you've witnessed, has it changed how you feel about concepts like death? prior to and after all these realizations? Yes. I don't believe that we die. I believe that our souls continue on in my work. I say that we're a soul with a body, not a body with a soul, that the soul has to come first in all of this work. So I consider myself a spiritual soul guide in all of the work that I do. And I believe that those souls that transitioned to spirit form are still with us. It's just that we can't see them with the naked eye, but we have to tap into all of our five spiritual senses. So I, I teach about, you know, we have our five regular senses, right? But you also have your spiritual senses that match and they have different names. They're called clairvoyance, clairaudience, but they match like hearing, seeing, feeling, all of those things, smelling, all of those things, getting in contact with your spiritual senses. And then the world opens up in a whole new way. Amazing. If somebody is interested in purchasing your books, where would they find them? And then I want to also ask, how do people connect with you about your writers group that you talked about? Yeah. So all of my books are on Amazon and my card deck and my grief journal, and they're available in audio and Kindle. Um, Audio is on Audible. And To connect with me is monicalmorrissey.com is my website. And there's a spot where you can email me and contact me directly. I also have a Facebook group that's called Dimes from Heaven. And that's where I'm most active. So I'm going to be starting up a vlog soon. And so that will be the, the videos and things will be posted on that Facebook group. And lastly, I wanted to ask you, what are the Dimes from Heaven? And would the Is that unique to you? Does everyone else need to find sort of what their equivalent of the dimes would be? Tell us a little bit about that. I know it's kind of the core story in the book. Yeah. So um, my dad, first of all, I lost my mom on New Year's Eve 2014 slash 2015. And then my father passed away eight months later. So it was kind of boom, boom. But while I was taking care of my dad, he had this coin collection. And so one day he said, let's go find the coin collection your mother and I hid. So I started organizing the coins and my dad wanted these special Liberty head dimes that were from the early 1900s put into necklaces for everybody. 
And I had this conversation with my dad that a dime's just a dime until it's a dime from your dad. And then, you know what? It's a dime. Like it really means a lot to me to have this around my neck. And that was one of the last conversations before he really went downhill. And so, you know, I'll give away the first dime that I found was two weeks after his passing, but that wasn't the dime that encouraged me to write the books. There was another dime two years later that I looked at my husband and I was just like, you cannot, this is from my father. You cannot argue with me anymore. This is from my father. It was just such a significant moment in my life. And I was having extreme anxiety over something and this showed up. And so dimes are special to me because of the dime from my dad's coin collection. In the third book, I give all the tools and resources that you need, but I'll just tell you really quickly, you've got to find something that connected you and that other person. So I have friends who dragonflies are their symbol, feathers, or a lot of people do pennies, pennies from heaven, but you got to figure out why it connects you to that person. Because really grief is just a form of love. It's really just about the love of that person and the legacy and who they were and finding meaning in their lives and how you're going to carry that on. So I tell people to be really specific. It's kind of like a filter on a computer. Like on when you're going to search something on the internet, you don't just say, oh, I want clothes. No, what, are, what exactly are you looking for? Are you looking for a new skirt? Are you looking for some shorts? What are you exactly looking for? And so be really specific because then when it happens, you'll be so surprised. And I give lots of examples in my third book. My first two books, people were like, that's great that you have dimes, but what about me? And so the third book really answers that question of how do you do it yourself so that you don't have to go see a medium or you don't have to go do something. You can experience this yourself. And that's those are the tools that I want to give the people. Monica, that is that is so beautiful. And I, I think there are so many of us that might not be open to noticing these things happening around us. So I love that you're opening perception and helping so many people with putting your words to paper. Again, you could have still been teaching or in an administration at a school and never have written these books, but you did. And that's why we are able to enjoy the books. We're able to learn from your experiences and be inspired and motivated and find more connection through your work. So again, the website is monicalmorrissey.com. And the Facebook group is Dimes from Heaven. Monica, it has been so amazing to speak with you today. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Guess what, lifestyle solopreneurs? If you don't yet have an online business earning you enough passive income to live the life of your dreams, I'd like to suggest you consider trying out Kajabi. Kajabi is an all-in-one solution where you can create and teach online courses, publish a paid newsletter, launch a free or paid podcast, process payments, build one-on-one coaching portals for your clients, and much, much more. I personally use Kajabi to power numerous successful and profitable online businesses. Lifestyle solopreneurs, there's a free trial of Kajabi waiting for you at this link, www.kfreetrial.com. You can try Kajabi for free, no obligation, by going to www.kfreetrial.com. Again, kfreetrial.com, and that K stands for Kajabi. Starting an online business helped me break free from that corporate grind, and I hope it does the same for you. You have nothing to lose and absolutely everything to gain. 
Thanks so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and see you next time.